1: Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of The Quack Report. My name's Carter, and today I am joined by Nate, as I am every day. Well, at least two days. It's it's almost every time. But like 99% of the time.
0: I think you've only ever done three episodes, maybe two, in the history of this show without me. And I think I've done about the same without you.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think probably... Three sounds right. I feel like there was a couple in the first season, and then there was one... Last season? Yeah, I think it was last season. That I did. I don't remember why I was gone. I feel like it—you were in Calgary. I think it was your birthday weekend. I think it was about a year ago today. Is that it? Okay. I, I think that's what it was.
0: Yeah, and that's where we got the uh, the big dick energy move
1: clip from. I think that's right. That's wh- yeah. yeah, Happy anniversary to that clip.
0: Because <laughs> there, because there was that, and I also have a clip of you saying uh, it, it was along the lines of like, "If I'm not gay, but if I was." kind of thing. <laughs> okay. I, I forget yeah. what I forget what the what the clip was exactly. Maybe, but I do have it yeah. on my I do have it saved on my phone though.
1: Maybe I should do more solo episodes because that that's how we get great clips. That's just
0: how we yeah, that's how we get all the great sound bites out of you.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cause uh you're not there to just like interrupt my genius.
0: <laughs> I'm there maybe not that's to it. have I, I'm there not to have the quotes. So somebody's got to fill it. That's That's, what that's true. <laughs> you know what it
1: probably is? It's probably because I, like, turn off all the lights I s- and I just, like, lock myself in my room by myself. Like, I mean, like, that's how it is now, but I am talking to you in this yeah. situation. But when it is just me, then it's like, okay, I am in a room and I'm literally just staring at myself and talking. You're having,
0: yeah, you're having a conversation with yourself.
1: Yeah, which when I'm home alone, just, like, doing chores, like, the thoughts in my head or the conversations that I have with my not, like, real conversations, but, you know, where you you know what I mean? Where you're just like talking to yourself <laughs> you but like mean, in yeah. your head. Yeah, like those. <laughs> I'm not crazy, I promise. Like <laughs> like those I think are some of the most fascinating conversations and yeah. you know when you put a camera in front of it, it's just for the whole world to see. So maybe that's why.
0: The best is when you have the arguments in your head from like, like something that you had an argument about and you're like oh, this is what I should have said or something like that, right? You're just like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I show them like a week Later in my head.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's me like in the shower. That like that's what I do in the shower
0: as I go through that stuff. If like
1: I know that I'm gonna have to confront someone like the whole week before, every time I shower, I'm like going through that argument in my head and like, oh, it'd be super awesome if I said this, and then it actually happens and it's like not really an argument or something, or like I forget what I was gonna say, and then like two weeks later I think of other things that would be awesome to say. So yeah.
0: I, I, I definitely understand that. Confirmed Carter fights people in the shower. Yeah. I think that might be the episode title right there just Shower Fights. Just shower confuse fights. the hell out of everybody. <laughs> it would be even better if we uh,
1: had traded for Ivan Provorov and then we could call it Shower Fights.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's good. That's good. Not, not
1: saying I want to trade for Provorov, but if we did. <laughs> Uh, oh, we we man. have Richie Chaiman in, in here as well from over at the Arizona Coyotes show on the Hockey Podcast Network, the Sporty with Corey and Richie show. Saying big Ducks W last night, boys with the uh, crazy eyes emoji and he's happy about it because it means one step closer in the road to Connor Bedard for the Arizona Coyotes. So, yeah,
0: there was uh speaking of I don't know if you saw it, but I think it was uh like TSN's Bar Down on their Twitter had posted uh a bunch of photoshops. I think of like eight, eight, eight or ten teams, I think. Um, oh, yeah. Or like the bottom ten that have the chance at uh Bedard and like photoshop them I mean. in like their uniforms and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I had seen that. Duck's one especially. Like the only thing I would change about it is he's in the orange jersey with the Mighty Duck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. But besides that, not like bias aside, that's the best one. That's, that was the best looking one. Just got to say it. Got to say yeah. it. So. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, uh,
1: no bias at all. No bias at all. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, Before we get into this game, how was uh, your week? Anything exciting happen? What is it? It's Wednesday. Yeah, I was like, is it Sunday or Wednesday (laughs) that we're recording? But yeah, how was the first half of your week?
0: Oh, it's all right. Not a whole lot. Just school, usual. So, nothing. Nice. Nice. Yeah, nothing too crazy. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, nothing really going on. So, what about
1: you? No, it's exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, Sweet. last We're weekend we, we talked about it on Sunday. Last weekend was pretty busy for us, and then
0: yeah, it's just been like chill. I'm just trying to recover days, so. from the weekend still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, one thing I found with COVID, like, cause you know me, like I'm like I am very much like an extrovert. Yeah, right. Like I can just talk and hang out with people. Like it, it, it doesn't matter kind of
1: mm. thing. Do Do you mean like getting COVID or just like the whole two years where no, like the whole COVID two years. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. like
0: being locked in or that. Um. I can still go out and do that. It took some time for me to get back into that, though. Oh, for sure. It tires yeah. me out, though, a hell of a lot more than it used to, though. Just
1: being social? Oh, I 100% agree. Yeah. yeah. And, I, like, and I, I was like, yeah. like an introvert before, and still am an introvert to some extent.
0: Like, Yeah, see, the introvert and the extroverts just find each other. Right? Somehow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, it's, it's more because like you kept talking, so I didn't when we first met. So I didn't have the opportunity to to say no, please leave me alone because I was used <laughs> to being so social, and then it's, I just got stuck with you. So and here I am. Yeah,
0: yeah I, at the time we were the two, we were the two complete opposite ends of the spectrum in respect to uh, to drummers because that's how we met. We were both drummers in different bands that were, were playing the same show. Right. Yeah, um, I was like that drummer that's just doing like crazy shit or whatever mm-hmm. and you were the one who was just like just there, like quiet in the sense of like you're playing the drums and that's about it you're not really yeah. doing anything else so yeah, yeah just it's 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 was, attraction
1: uh, yeah i was the mick Mars of drummers
0: yeah exactly basis for motley crew if anyone wants to look him up and watch <laughs> what he does when he plays because it's nothing but yeah um, and i was like uh, i don't know i'll go with like cc from uh blackville brides the drummer there when uh i I saw him back in high school like yeah 2015 i think it was um and uh we i I went out by the tour bus to see if i could maybe meet a couple of them and there's a lot of other people out there too and cc just runs out of the building with a bra over his head and just books it into the bus (laughs) we're just like all right cool And it was like the same one that he had on, like someone had thrown up one like during the show oh, okay. and he had it on his head for about half of it and still <laughs> had it on after the fact. I'm like, oh my God. That's good. That's good. But,
1: uh, Yeah. Well, um, I guess since the first half of our weeks weren't very interesting, then I guess we could get into something that is definitely interesting and that is the Anaheim Ducks and the Arizona Coyotes. Oh, I thought you were going to say going back to college. Oh. I mean, I
0: guess I'm still in College. You're not though, neither no. are the Anaheim Ducks, but they went back to college. Yeah. To ASU in particular.
1: Yeah, it's like uh it's like Anaheim Ducks Go to College. I don't know. It feels I can't tell if it's a porno or like a Disney Channel um
0: direct to T V movie. I feel like it's it's more of a Disney Channel thing. But someone's yeah. going to turn it into the porno.
1: Yeah. I guess if they called it Ducks Go to College, Disney Channel
0: yeah, the you, might, you, yeah the you switch a U for the yeah. Mighty Ducks
1: yeah or, or, is a, that, or
0: is that the sequel series that they're all grown up that's like oh it could be or yeah. R rated version
1: I don't know no no I think I think Ducks go to college would be the Disney Channel one and then you switch a U for an I in Ducks and then you get the oh R rated version <laughs> there you go yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah let's get into uh, this uh, this game and, and talk about our college experience I suppose Yeah. So before we actually talk about the game in particular, I just because this was the first Coyotes game I had like Coyotes home game I'd actually watched all season. Oh, um, actually, yeah, like all
0: right, like all sat right. down. I'm
1: like I'm sure I've come across clips, but like I didn't really pay attention to. Like the actual game, and like it was probably highlights more so. So I was seeing like the replays uh, or like shots of the crowd because that was like a whole different experience, but actually watching like a live broadcasted game. It was for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I first turned it on, I was like, what the fuck is going on with the camera? (laughs) Like that was my initial thought. And then after about 30 seconds, I actually really, really enjoyed it. I don't know what it was about. About yeah. it, but like I know that like it was lower and like it, it it was moving a lot more because I think it ha- the camera would have to be closer to the ice, mm-hmm. but it felt like more intimate. And then just the angle that it was at, I felt like I could see the plays developing a lot better. Whereas when you're way up higher which it seems like it doesn't make sense. But when I'm up higher, like I feel more removed and like the play isn't as easy to follow. But when I'm down lower, it's like, Oh, I can see the play developing and
0: like all these passes make sense. So I don't know.
1: Did you feel the same way? Yeah, or? no,
0: it, it is a great view there out of uh, good old mullet arena. Um, definitely. Honestly, in, in my opinion, one of the better uh, like broadcast views that you yeah. have across the NHL Um which, like, it's kind of hard maybe to think about that sometimes. It's like, oh, okay, what are the best ones? Or that sort of thing. But, yeah. Because they're, all, they're is all pretty similar. And they're all pretty similar. The one, though, that sticks to mind right away, or that sticks out in my mind right away, for worst, though, and this isn't, you no, know... Let's the- count down
1: from three, and let's say it at the same <laughs> time. Because I bet we're thinking of the same thing.
0: I'm curious if we are. Okay, but I'm going to preface mine with no bias. Okay. No bias okay. at all. Okay, yep. ready? Yep. Okay, three, two, one... San, San Jose. Jose yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't I say system. I don't care. Center. But <laughs> center, yeah, San yeah. Jose. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I don't care enough the to the worst broadcast view in in the league. Yeah. I don't know why. The lighting not is good.
1: atrocious. Like yeah. I feel like I feel like there's no lights on on the uh, like in the arena, like above the ice. That like that's what it looks like to me, especially in comparison to like watching literally any other yeah. game.
0: But, or there's just like I, not I enough. It's it's too spread out, kind of thing.
1: Yeah. It's it's just like way too dark. And I don't know, the angle of the camera is just different enough that it sucks. And Again, I don't really know what it is about back, it. It's like arena. far away and low as opposed to Arizona where it's low, but it's at least close. Yeah. Like, it's closer. It's what um, I would
0: imagine being in like the third row at like a Winter Classic game or something, looking like
1: it, at um uh, at the SAP Center.
0: Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like that, like that broadcast view is what I would imagine, like a, a like being in person at a Winter Classic would be.
1: Yeah, but for TV, it's awful.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, Arizona. Honestly, say what you man, want about man. it, it's it's a pretty good bu- broadcast. So. Yeah, yeah. Would not uh, would not be mad about them. Well, I mean, I don't really care where they play. Like, as long as they're playing hockey and we get to kick the shit out of them (laughs) once in a while, then I'm fine. But like, I, I'm honestly not mad about what's come out of that because of the camera angle. And I honestly hope that more teams try and achieve that, like closer to the action. But, um, I guess kind of broadcast feel to it.
0: Yeah, I feel like there are maybe some issues just because of like how the arenas are built. That yeah, you, you might come into issues of like, are you you know with camera angles or like where you're trying to put the cameras? Are you going to like block spectator mm-hmm. views or that kind of thing? But
1: yeah, um, like arenas would kind of have to yeah. be built specifically with that in mind. But I mean, there's a lot of old arenas in the NHL, and I think we're going to see a lot of new barns coming up. And I hope that they kind of take this as a reference. Point of like something that does actually work. So,
0: yeah, who would have ever thought that leading into this whole thing with the Arizona Coyotes and their arena situation that we would go? You know what? They should actually take some pointers from this. Like other teams should take some yeah, pointers. Right? From this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I. I don't think anybody, especially us, thought we were going to say anything no. like that. At least, no, still. no, definitely not. Yeah, and, I, and
1: I'm sure there's still lots of other things that are not great about the arena, but um, credit where it's due.
0: Yeah, one thing yeah. from uh, like in the arena, though, that I've at least seen is they have awesome giveaways. And I feel like it's probably because they have less seats to hand things out to that. They can kind of raise the value on what they're giving away. But like oh, there was yeah. there was one night that they were uh, like wearing their uh, reverse retro jerseys mm-hmm. and they put a my due was a fanatics, but still a fanatics reverse retro jersey on every seat in the building. Shit. To give out, I'm like, that's awesome, that's Dude, sweet. I it don't would even be care cheaper. If it's one, I would take that absolutely.
1: It would be cheaper for us to buy a plane ticket to fly, like drive across the border from where we are, buy a plane ticket to fly to Arizona, and get a ticket to the game, and then fly back, and then drive back home across the border the other way. It would be cheaper for both of us to do that than probably to order like a reverse retro jersey. From
0: from Arizona. the Arizona team store in in in, in, particular, in particular with, with actually no, maybe maybe even the NHL shop actually. Probably like, the yeah. store. Yeah. Yeah. So uh we got Andrew in the chat saying, Hi guys, what's going on, Andrew? Um yeah, all right. I guess we can start talking about this game. And actually, you know yeah. what? No, I'm gonna stay on the jersey topic for a second, but okay. it is relevant to the game. Yeah, sure. This jersey matchup, or even just like the two jerseys that we saw in this game. Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. So good. All day, every day. In case you happen to mix it, uh, I will pull it up as well if you are watching us on YouTube or Twitch. Uh, yeah, we're like the Arizona Coyotes black Kachina jersey is one of my favorites all time. And it baffles That's me fine. that my girlfriend is not a fan of it. She hates it and calls mm. it ugly to my face. And I'm like, no, you're wrong. Every everyone's entitled to their opinion, but that's a wrong opinion. Yeah. Um, but then like, obviously the ducks and their reverse retro jersey being shown off last night, like this was just perfect. Yeah, it was was so good. The '90s, but modernized. and just fantastic, beautiful. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I think we need more of this. Anaheim, bring these jerseys back full time, please. For sure. Yeah,
1: Andrew agrees here, saying "sick ass jersey."
0: Yeah, yeah, so absolutely.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, a little more about this game, I guess. Uh, Ducks win five two again. In case you missed the score, um, pretty even matchup with the deserved to winometer having the Arizona Coyotes at a fifty eight point three percent. Although I think Anaheim outshot them for most of the game, but they kind of pushed back in the third. If yeah, I remember yeah, a large so. chunk
0: was uh was Anaheim actually with the uh with the shots, which was uh nuts when you were first kind of looking at it. Like I took a look and I was like, wait a second, the shots are what now to what? Yeah. This doesn't happen for the Anaheim ducks. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh and then expected
1: goals 4.81. Uh, for the Anaheim Ducks to 3.52 for the Arizona Coyotes. So, um, Ducks kind of right where they should be, and uh, Anthony Stellar is putting on quite the performance.
0: Yeah, he played really well in this game. A nice rebound game for him. Uh, after that catastrophe of a first period, only period that he gets that he got to play in uh, Columbus there uh, mm-hmm. back on Thursday. Um. Yeah, thirty-nine shots against uh thirty-seven saves uh, against Arizona there for a nine forty-nine save percentage, a one point five two goal save above expected. Um, and the only t- two goals that he allowed were both on high danger shots as well. Hmm. Uh phase seven in this game stopped five of them. So it's pretty good. Um yeah, he ben, was doing awesome ben, and there was much more than that. Yeah, there's one save in particular that stuck out for me, which was that uh that right pad save on uh Dylan Gunther, I think it was about four minutes left in the second period there. Mm-hmm. Um just on a like on a rebound chance. Gunther's just right on the doorstep there. And uh yeah, that was a fantastic save, I thought, by uh by Stellaris. So Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah a I know a what well you're a well played game by him as well. So and um yeah, with the amount of opportunities that the the coyotes had on the doorstep in the slot, like this is a fantastic game by Anthony Stolarz, I think. And yeah, like mm-hmm. I said, just a nice rebound game for him. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um nice to see him get a start and actually like um I, I guess like perform in it like not that he doesn't always perform, but like sometimes it's hit or miss like when he actually gets a start, like what like we saw against Columbus, where yeah, he gave up five goals or no, it was three goals in the first period. Was it
0: no, yeah, no, it was five. Was it? No, oh it was, yes, three. Five yeah, no, three, three, goals three was the, the first. Never
1: mind. Sorry, that was such a roller coaster. But yeah, three <laughs> goals against, and like it's hard to really blame him because the team around him played atrociously too. But um, then to come back and have a performance like this where he, uh, basically had a shutout, like well he he had a shutout for what fifty minutes. Uh
0: yeah, yeah the yeah the uh shutout was broken at the nine sixteen mark. I made a note of that. Okay yeah so
1: it's, it, it was awesome and like the Coyotes they weren't pressing like maybe some of the better teams in the league but like they're still an NHL team like they weren't just rolling over and dying as, as soon as it was like one or two nothing like they were still getting their chances like seven high danger shots against and they scored on two of them so it um yeah it was, it was a great performance by him so
0: yeah exactly um, uh, i'm also i'm also going to in particular to the shutout, I'm gonna shout out i'm going to shout out on twitter uh, randoms F eight uh, Jamie's zebras for um, using the S word shutout out before it had actually happened, um, and uh, they they did say as well like I'm testing I'm just testing something but if it doesn't happen then I'll personally take the blame so uh, maybe, I, maybe I just don't sure test to, it I made sure just to don't. be a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a a shit disturber and quote tweeted it when. Uh, Uh, Arizona did get that first goal so but yeah uh, yeah, shout out to Jamie Zebras as well for uh, for just having fun with it so
1: yeah Uh, I don't think we've ever banned anyone from the show but I I think that's like That, that's, that's almost a fireable offense. Like, if it happens once, you, you get written up. But if it happens a second time, I'm sorry. But Jamie Zebras, you're you're out. You're, you're
0: gone. There's a difference. I'll, I'll say there's a difference between a test and doing it just because you don't believe in the superstition. The superstition is real, people. Trust yeah. me. I'm a goalie. Don't don't <laughs> test the hockey. Go- like, why? Why test that? Don't, don't do don't. it. Yeah. The
1: hockey gods are cruel and unforgiving. Now we're not going to get Conor yeah. Bedard. Thanks,
0: and I, and I don't think it was much longer as well that the Ducks broadcasting team had also said it, and I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" And then, sure enough, the goal happened. I was like, "Come on, everybody, come on! Do we not know this by now? Do we yeah. not know this?"
1: It's uh, it's dumb. It's it's really dumb. But you know what? One one day, maybe one day,
0: we'll one figure day, figure it out. So, <laughs>
1: um, yeah, we talked about Stellars having a stellar performance already uh, but there was a lot of other players who had fantastic games um, most notably I think Troy Terry who we talked about on our last episode he was on a, a wild goalless drought um, I, oh yeah you have yeah. it in here look at you go 16 games um, and going all the way back to December 15th against the Montreal Canadians was the last time he scored um, and yeah he got a goal I'll, and I'll say too a freaking nice goal too
0: yeah Turned on the Jets
1: and made the uh, Coyotes' defense look well. I mean, kind
0: of do look like pylons,
1: anyways, but made, made made them look more like
0: pylons. So no, remember, we're not. It's there, there's times where it's you know offensive to pylons. We're not doing that. We're not doing okay. that anymore. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I get, but I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah you yeah. just yeah, turn on the Jets and just flew by everybody. Yeah, it was a beautiful goal by uh, by Terry, and definitely one that. Yeah, he needed so after that 16 game goalless streak, like that's that's nuts. Like not even just for mm. Troy Terry, but just like a a a top like a top six player going 16 games without a goal.
1: Yeah, an NHL All Star going 16. Yeah, games without that goal. too. It's yeah, it's quite rare. So
0: so, um, but yeah, put up uh, yeah he also put up two assists there with that and tied his season high uh, points in a game. Uh, season or career high oh season, season high. high, yeah, yeah season cool. high, so uh yeah, he also had three points against uh Seattle in the season opener home opener okay. uh and as well against uh Vancouver on November third so
1: Thanks. yeah
0: no, that was a that was a fantastic night for uh for Terry um I also have to apologize as well. I fucked up a reference on the twitter account okay um I don't know if you ever were uh like watched high school musical. On uh, mm. on on Family Channel, no, Disney yeah, Channel, I, I guess for those people in the states. Mm. Um, but I think it's in the it's in the second one that uh, Zac Efron's character Troy gives uh, uh, Gabriella um, a necklace with a little T on it. Oh yeah, and she says like oh like T as in Troy, and I fucked up the reference and I said T for Troy. Uh-huh. Uh, so I I apologize to everybody for that one. Yeah, I, I feel ashamed shame to myself so and uh even any OD called me out on it so well that's good someone, yeah. someone had to so. yeah so
1: yeah I, I should have a boo button on the keyboard I don't know why I don't
0: do I not have booing we have the sad the sad horns that's good yeah. enough unless you want the boos know. for like watch alongs for when the other team scores yeah that's that's what I was thinking that yeah. or like when
1: um whenever Klingberg does something stupid so then we can at least have a key that we hit every single
0: episode um yeah that's true yeah but, I don't know yeah, yeah. That's, That's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got Springfield in the chat saying, hello, hello, big fan of the pod. Wanted to say hi and keep up the great content. Thanks, Springfield, oh, and welcome to the chat. Good to yeah. see you.
1: I know uh, Andrew's been looking for a buddy in there. I saw it uh, Yeah, in the chat that he was seeing who else was there and got no response. But now there's two. So, um, who else had a fantastic game? Um, I mean, Trevor Zegers, six-game point streak now for him, so...
0: That's, That's not good. good at all. I don't know what you're talking about. That sucks. Yeah. He needs to go down to the AHL and figure out what he's doing.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, then, three uh... points for uh, or yeah, no, sorry, one point for Zegras. Yeah, just, uh, just, just the one on the Fowler on the Fowler goal. Oh my god, F- yeah, Fowler uh, in the second period there, um, also being one of Terry's points in uh, yeah in the game. So mm-hmm. yeah. Like you said, six game point streak now, and uh, was very happy. I, uh, I I I had that in my bed as well for Zikris getting a point. Yeah, and it was good. only on the uh, on the app that I use at least uh, for now. Um, it had it at like over under point five, and I was like, I'm slapping the over on that all day, every day. Yeah, right. Hundred percent. So. Trevor
1: Zikris against the Arizona Coyotes, like shit. For yeah, just, he's getting a, a point for just
0: a point. Sure. 100. Yep. Do it. Do it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, And then, yeah, you mentioned Cam Fowler already. He uh, also had a three-point night uh, with two goals, one of them being on the power play. So, um, fantastic night for Cam Fowler
0: as well. Somehow that guy just seems to be getting better, actually.
1: Yeah. Like, not just season to season, but, like, game to game in this season. He's just, like, continued to impress.
0: Like, he's... Like, I... I want him to stick around. That's that's a guy that I don't want to be trying to sell yeah. for pieces, right? Like we, unfortunately, did for Hampus Lindholm, who's still just tearing it up as well for the Boston Bruins this season. Mm, yeah. Um, um, not that it's going to be like anytime soon, because I think so. Yeah, Fowler still has a couple more years on his contract. I think a couple, um, yeah.
1: But I, I, yeah, I don't see him going anywhere because I think he's so important to the leadership group. And like we've talked about it before, and they still shipped. Josh Manson out, even though he had an A. And yeah. I don't think Lindholm did. Um, but I don't know. Like those guys, they're still different to Fowler. It like Fowler's been around for like a long, long time. So
0: yeah. He's whereas, he's definitely yeah. like one of the few that you make sure you keep around.
1: Yeah. And not only that, he's like solid offense or he's solid defensively. He can produce offensively. He's not really a liability. Um, he's not ever going to cost too much money. He's important to the leadership group, and I think good teammate. Everyone gets along with him. Like, there's there's really nothing not to like about Cam Fowler. And I'm not saying like there's things to hate about the other guys that we've gotten rid of too, like Manson and Lindholm. But if I forget what Lindholm got paid, it was wasn't it something like seven and a half, eight million, eight and a half by Boston. Uh,
0: Lindholm. Yeah. Uh, Let me double check here. Getting up Kaepernick anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was pulling up uh, Cam Fowler as well. Yeah, he's signed through the 25-26 season, so he's in the fifth year of an eight-year deal. So, yeah. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. Plus, Uh, he has a four-team trade list. He can only pick four teams to go to. So, like...
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's all right then. I will gladly take that.
1: Yeah. At 6.5 million, so... Very, very good deal.
0: Whenever you search a player like on Google, cat friendly should be like one of the top three results. It should be. I always have to not type e- not in not even like being on the first page.
1: Go yeah. Ahead. I always have to type in like player's name, cat friendly
0: to get there. But yeah, uh, I, I've got, I've got them here. So. Yeah. Six and a half million. Yeah. So same as Fowler. Same as Fowler. God damn. It's for, yeah. I mean,
1: okay. So it's not horrible, but like, and especially you look at what Lindholm's doing in Boston
0: now, like I was gonna yeah, say it's horrible. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah That's but, fantastic value. Yeah, but for would both you, guys,
1: Yeah, but would if we sign Lindholm to um oh I guess sorry, it is eight years for that one. I thought it was only seven, but it was a trade and then sign. So um where was I going with this? Um oh yes. If you sign Lindholm to an identical deal in Anaheim and he's playing in Anaheim this season, there's no way he's putting up the same Stats that he is now just because of the
0: team around him. Oh yeah, no, but he's still, I think, great for you defensively. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he still far exceeds the value of his contract. But, um, and he gives you yeah. a little bit more depth because as much as I would want like him and Fowler together, that's the one time where I'd say, okay, you put one of those guys on the second line, just yeah. to, you know, try to. Try to even out the effects of Shattenkirk and Klingberg.
1: <laughs> yeah, if I'm yeah. being honest.
0: Yeah, yeah, really, yeah.
1: Just so that your defense can be like a net zero. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. Anyways, long story or long way of saying, Fowler had a phenomenal game uh, on Tuesday night. That was, I guess, and continues to have a phenomenal season. So, please, I hope he doesn't go anywhere and. Four-team trade list makes that very easy, but yeah. Um, Yeah, we'll come back to this one here because I think it'll be a good discussion to end it off on. Uh, (laughs) When was the Ducks' sixth regulation win? And we are 48 games into the season. So, quick maths, that's one regulation win every eight games. Remember, we did go the first, what was it, 28
0: Yeah, so they picked it up a a little bit, but still, yikes. So I did have to check into it because I was like, oh, you know, maybe it kind of happens. They're on pace right now for the the exact number is 10.25 wins. Obviously, you can't have a quarter of a win. Mm -hmm. So that one I'm rounding down. They're on pace to break the least regulation wins record post-lockout. Which yeah. again was the 13-14 Buffalo Sabres with 11.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yikes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I'm just going to do a little more number crunching because I th- I'm pretty sure it was game 28 or game 29, sorry, that we got our first regulation win. So if we're just taking the 20 games, the last 20 games, we have six regulation wins in the last 20 games as well. So and then I guess we would have um, thirty-four games left, so hmm, I feel like I did that wrong. There's no way that's right. Minus forty-eight times that. All right. Come on, so yeah, we're on pace are... we're on we're on pace for another eleven for the rest of the season. So not just like total eleven, but for the rest of the season, we're on pace for 10 to 11, which means we'll finish with 16-17.
0: But do they actually do it, is the thing? Yeah. You think they do it? Uh... Remember, the trade deadline is coming up. I know we don't have a whole heck of a lot, but... Yeah. See, the first
1: bit of our schedule was very tough. Like, we played a lot of teams that are currently in playoff positions early in the season. And going forward now, at least up until the trade deadline, we play a lot of teams that are not in a playoff position. So I think that we'll get a few more than we might be used to over the next month to six weeks. Um, And then come the end of the season, when we're playing kind of a mix of teams in playoff positions and and those not, um, then I think we'll maybe start to lose a lot more because we are going to be big sellers at the de- at the deadline I think but mm-hmm. um, yeah I don't know I think if I had to put a number on it right now and I'm just going to pull it out of thin air I'm going to say we get 13 now 14 I'm going to say we finish with 14 so we get 8 more to finish the season
0: that's quite a bit
1: yeah I gotta uh, say that's quite that's quite a bit <laughs> yeah but we have 36 games left, so... That's one every four to five games we get a regulation win. Fuck, that does seem high, though, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. Say it out loud, now you're getting it. Now you're getting it.
1: Yeah. Okay, I say we finish with... I'll, I'll go back to what I originally said. 13. We finish with 13. So we'll get um, seven more in 36 games. So yeah, one every five Ish five five just over five games we'll get one regulation win. I think that that I could maybe get behind. Mm-hmm. Because we do play Arizona again this week. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hmm.
1: Which I'm not gonna say it's a guarantee.
0: Yeah, no, I think they're gonna no no pun intended. I think they're gonna come back with a little more bite in the next game.
1: You don't don't lie, you you intended that. A little more grit? I don't know. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I don't know. Passion? Emotion? Fire? Sure. Try. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, what else we got here?
0: Uh, we got a couple comments here really quickly. Oh, yeah. That's good. Uh, we had Andrew a little bit ago saying that he was heading out. Uh, have a good night and hope to get more people in with uh, Later. Have a good night, Andrew. Thanks for stopping in. Yeah. Uh, I know he left
1: a, a like on the stream on his way out and we brought us yeah. up to five likes already. Thank so you very good. much. Yeah.
0: Um, we do have a question from Rory speaking of the trade deadline, which I know we kind of touched on it, I think, a little bit Sunday or last Wednesday's episode, but yeah. I don't know if we really dove into it. I think. Uh, Rory's asking Do you think any team would be desperate enough to want Shattenkirk? I'm going to let you answer this one first, Carter. I, I I guess I've seen it there for a little bit longer, so I've yeah. kind of had time to think about it as well. Yeah,
1: that's fair. Um, I don't think there's going to be a team that's going to desperately want Shattenkirk, but I think in the weeks leading up to the trade deadline, any team in a playoff position that has any defenseman go down with a long-term injury... I think they are willing to pay for Kevin Shattenkirk essentially as insurance to be the seventh D-man for if Mm -hmm. the guy that goes down is either out longer than they expect, in other words, into the playoffs, or they know that that guy's going to be out and, okay, now we need to add, say, a Kevin Shattenkirk type that has played in the playoffs before and just we know what we're going to get from him every night um, as, like... Uh, insurance in case a second guy goes down for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be desperate to want him. A team that would be looking for him, I think, is like you said, like somebody who's looking for a seventh, like some depth options. Um, maybe if they're looking to fill out, though, their bottom pairing. I think that could be a, a yeah. good option there. Like I, I can't think of any... That, like, veteran presence a little yeah. bit on the back end.
1: Yeah, I, I just can't think of any teams that are like pushing for the cup this year and are going to be willing to probably overpay for Kevin Shattenkirk be- because of how deep the draft is, like picks are so valuable yeah, no, this you're, year. You're, and you're looking
0: at picks for like next year kind of thing. Like maybe a first yeah. or a second for next year because the Ducks are probably retaining salary on a trade like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I, so yeah, I guess it could be for that year, but I think Pat Verbeek would kind of play hardball and say, no, we want to pick for this year because it is such a deep year. Um, but it's hard same, to say.
0: I was going to say, at the same time, though, I, I think Pat Verbeek understands that you're not getting a this-year pick for Kevin Shattenkirk. John Klingberg, maybe. Probably. hope Hopefully? Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> but know. Kevin but, Shattenkirk, I know that's, that's a next-year or two-year
1: pick. Honestly, I think that Kevin Shattenkirk is a more valuable trade piece for the ducks than John Klingberg is because John Klingberg on
0: take alert. Holy shit.
1: John Klingberg, yes, he's <laughs> well, both of them are on expiring deals. John Klingberg is making seven million dollars. So at fifty percent retained, a team is still paying three and a half million dollars to ICE or or not. They're they're paying three and a half million dollars against the cap. for John Klingberg, which, yes, we know the salary cap doesn't exist in the playoffs, but until then, he's taking up $3.5 million of your roster spot, which is a couple bottom six forwards, a couple bottom pairing defensemen, a middle six forward. Kevin Shattenkirk, on the other hand, I want to make sure I have his cap hit right. His cap hit, uh, like, if they took it on 100%, is 3.9. So half of that 2.95
0: is a cheaper no, option. 2.8. 2.8, right?
1: No, 2.95. I was right. So, much cheaper and also Kevin Shattenkirk has correct me if I'm wrong, but he has Stanley Cups to his name. No. Mm. With with Tampa. Washington
0: and Tampa. Oh yeah, yeah, I think with Washington. Um, where is it here? Oh yeah, the yeah, the the Bubble Cup uh, with Tampa, yeah.
1: Oh, yes, and then he came to us in the that off next season. season. Yeah, that offseason, yeah. yeah. And then Washington in 16-17, was that not their cup
0: year? 17-18. Uh,
1: ah, the next year, okay. Yeah. When and it, then that was, when the, did, that was
0: the first Vegas season.
1: Oh, okay, and then when did St. Louis win their cup? Because he was there
0: for a while. Uh it was the following season, 18-19. Oh, okay, so he was also in New York for that.
1: Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> when he was in New York, the two teams he played for previously in the 1617 season both won cups that's and that, that is sucks, why right? you go for John Klingberg instead of Kevin Shattenkirk <laughs> <laughs> okay things are making more sense but like he still has experience with deep cup runs whereas I don't think Klingberg really does unless I'm sorely mistaken but with yeah he's no, been in Dallas forever but like they haven't like, yeah, they went. I guess, I guess that, they went to the cup out, yeah, the final Dallas in twenty twenty. Yeah, I guess. Oh yeah, wow! So up, Klingberg and Shattenkirk yeah. both played in that, um, in that final in the bubble, and then now they're both in Anaheim. That's wild. I wonder if yeah, they talk it, about that ever.
0: And the and the two seasons before that as well, Klingberg and the Dallas Stars went uh, to the second round. Okay. Uh, in both. Uh, 16... Oh, no, sorry. 15 16. Uh, Yeah, 15-16 and then 18-19, so... Yeah,
1: so there's a couple of years
0: off. But. Yeah, like, Klingberg <laughs> got 59 playoff games to his name.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, So, okay, they're comparable in that sense, so I, I was a little mistaken, but much cheaper cap hit for John Klingberg, which, yes, it's only... What did I say? 2 point... Or, sorry, 1.95... I'm just gonna do the math. Three point nine divided by two. Yes, one point nine five minus three point five. That's a difference of one and a half million dollars. Which, in with how cap, how tight the cap is for especially playoff teams and playoff contenders this yeah, year, but, nobody's but we- nobody's willing to pay John Klingberg to just suck ass on the third pairing ever. Like. No, no playoff no, contending he's... team is willing to do that. But at least if you're bringing in Kevin Shattenkirk, you know what you're getting. You know you're getting mistakes, but you can bury him with six minutes on the third pairing for $1.5 million, and he's just going to do his job, and he'll probably make some mistakes, but it'll be against third and fourth liners. And hopefully it doesn't burn you, and your team is deep enough that you can outscore Kevin Shattenkirk's mistakes. Nobody is outscoring John Klingberg's mistakes. And he provides nothing offensively. So, I I, I don't know. I, I think that... Would you
0: would you rather pay for for depth? Maybe third line? Or would you rather pay for somebody that's second line that couldn't play on your power play as well? It can be an option there.
1: Are you talking about Klingberg?
0: There's more value there.
1: there but there's not this season. Because he's been awful on the power play.
0: He's been awful, but also look at the Ducks team, right? Like, that. Like that's what I've been saying. Like it, it is but look of at what Fowler's
1: like- been able to do on the power play.
0: Yeah, He's turned Cam it into Feller's, a league
1: average, whereas yeah, Klingberg Feller's had awesome. it at the Cam bottom.
0: Awesome. Camfeller is an Anaheim duck for life. Charles yeah, Laker exactly. Is here for a cup of coffee.
1: Yeah, so why is anybody bringing that in to a playoff room? And if you are a playoff team, odds are you have your power play figured out because if you don't, you're not a playoff team. Like, I, I can't think of one playoff contender this year that has a garbage power play. They all have, like, at, at least decent power plays.
0: Let's take a look. Power play percentage. Oh,
1: I, yeah, I, I just don't think that if you're looking at the two, and if I'm an NHL GM, which obviously All I'm right. not, and there's probably a good reason why I'm not, I think that if I was spending a first or a second round pick this year, I would rather spend it on Kevin Shattenkirk than John Klingberg, if those were my only two options. Obviously, there's the Carolina, way better options, but
0: the Carolina Hurricanes, who if I'm not mistaken are first in their... yeah first in the metropolitan division yeah they're like second uh, or third in the league i think have the 26th ranked uh ranked power play at 18.4% oh boy okay that's so that's one that example good help uh let's take a look But if you're who the Carolina Hurricanes um, are you
1: bringing in John Klingberg when you have Brent Burns already like we saw what happens with Burns and Carlson When they're on the same team.
0: Yeah, but Burns is also uh, closer to 40 than he is 30. So is Klingberg. Klingberg's 30.
1: Okay, well, he looks like he's... He's 30 exactly. (laughs) Okay, well, he looks like he should be closer to 40, so
0: that's on him. (laughs) The Seattle Seattle Kraken are 20th with a 20.3%.
1: They are an exception because their five-on-five play is astounding, and they essentially just have like four second lines. Okay, the Washington,
0: Washington Capitals are in a wild-card spot right now in 19th, exactly. also at 20.3.
1: Exactly. They're in a wild-card spot. Above, I would not consider right, them a contender.
0: Okay, right above them, the New Jersey Devils at 18th with 21.4. The Rangers at 17th at 21.9.
1: That's not bad. That's really not bad.
0: Right, but it could be better. I'm sure that's something they and would you want think, to improve.
1: And you think that adding John Klingberg to Washington or New Jersey's power play keeps them where they are or makes it better? You don't think it tanks them below 20%? Washington's
0: potentially, because that's a power play that should be higher, considering who is usually on it.
1: And you think that John Klingberg is going to be able to just feed sweet dishes to Alex Ovechkin, and they're going to score like a power play goal a game for the rest of the year?
0: When John Klingberg actually decides to pass instead of throwing it into the feet of everybody else on the team, or on the ice... He can give good dishes.
1: Yeah, but he, he's not
0: doing that. No, but that's where you tell him, "Okay, John, this is what you're doing here. You're setting up Ovechkin. What yeah, guy wouldn't or, want to do that?"
1: Or on Anaheim, you're setting up Mason McTavish. You're setting up Trevor Zegers. You're setting up. Yeah, Carter. So obviously that's not. That, yeah, obviously that's not Alex Ovechkin. But like, he wasn't able to do that. He literally wasn't. Like, Trevor Zegers would be wide open. It's like, not, stick no, at his. At his shoulders, waiting for the one timer, and John Klingberg is has a right. vendetta against shin,
0: shin pads, right? Because Klingberg's trying to score; he's not looking. For, he wasn't looking for the passing options.
1: Yeah, and why? So why would that be any different when he's playing with the Washington power
0: play? Because he comes into Washington, and who's the coach in Washington right now? Even
1: I have no idea. off
0: yeah. Uh. Peter Laviolette, what the fuck? All right. But yeah, okay, especially Laviolette. He sits him down and goes, John, like, for, like, welcome welcome to Washington. You are passing to Ovechkin. You got that? And John goes, yes, sir.
1: And then he fires it into shin pads anyways, and the other team gets a breakaway going the other way to score shorthanded goals for the rest yeah, of the season. Yeah, and
0: Peter Laviolette busts his head with a clipboard
1: after Good. the fact. Fucking do it. <laughs> Wish Dallas Eakins would do that. Christ. Uh, Ugh. <laughs> Anyways, um,
0: <laughs> no, I, I think I think Klingberg has more value, but there is value for a type of team for Kevin Chatt, and Kirk. It's a team that's headed to the playoffs that wants depth or to solidify a bottom three or a bottom like a bottom pairing, yeah, third line. But Klingberg yeah. is on any other playoff team is capable of second line minutes and playing on the power play.
1: Theoretically, <laughs> I will say. So- um, I like how this this question from Rory. Do you think any team would be desperate enough to want Shattenkirk? <laughs> Just like we kind of answered it, and then we could have moved on. And then I, I said something stupid, and then 15 minutes later, here we are. <laughs> and I, I was serious about that. I I swear. If both of these guys get traded at the trade deadline, I think Kevin Shattenkirk gets a better return than John Klingberg does. And I'm just gonna leave it at that. You can agree or disagree. I don't care. But that I'm leaving it there because we have to take a break.
0: <laughs> you know what? No, I, I'm writing this down. Actually, do because... it. Yes, write the episode no, no, number no, no. two no, no, and no, no. write 49 no, no. minutes. No, no. Let me fucking finish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm writing this down because I want to put something down on it. Okay. Let's have, let's have a bet for it.
1: In in the spirit of DraftKings Sportsbook promo code THPN, you can't bet on this. I don't think. Maybe you can. I don't know. I doubt it. But. It'd be
0: nice if we could like ask them to do this bet. Yeah. Okay, so I'm saying, so it so the condition is that both guys are traded. If yeah. only one is traded, then the then deals off. Yeah. So I'm saying that Klingberg gets a better return. Mm-hmm. And Carter is saying that Shattenkirk does. Yeah. And what are we putting down on this? I'm saying, hmm. I don't know, I'm saying like two or three McDoubles. How about that?
1: Sure, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll say two because three seems excessive.
0: Now you're just calling out my drunk self. All right, sweet. <laughs> uh, all right. Two 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 McDoubles is the bet.
1: Yeah, or or equivalent because I might be in a nugget mood come trade
0: deadline. So two enough. McDoubles
1: or equivalent.
0: Fair enough. All right, you had your hot take with the McNugget thing. I'm gonna have my hot take. Uh, the McNugget thing, or sorry, you like you know you had your Klingberg thing. I'm gonna have the oh, okay. McNugget <laughs> thing here. Okay. Um, don't get me wrong. I like McDonald's nuggets, but Burger King ones are better. Just yeah, saying. I'm, no. I'm not mad about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think McDonald's it, it is just more the, accessible,
0: at least where we are. That's true, but the uh, the price alone for McNuggets as well is way worse than nuggets at uh, Burger King. Oh yeah, at that's least in good. at least in Canada. So
1: yeah. Um we uh, we do have one more comment from Rory here as well. Uh, Klingberg going on an established decor and team would be beneficial to him, just as Hampus going to Boston was. Thank you. Potentially. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then uh, what else did he say? But for an encore, what about? <laughs> oh, okay. Mm, I don't know if we should. What about Gibson this trade deadline draft or at all? Um, feel as if it's I'll, I'll just say it's, I'll just team. say it's not happening. No, I don't think so. It's I would be shocked.
0: Point. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be very shocked. Okay. We're going to take if, a quick at, break.
1: Sorry, oh, I was just going
0: to display Even at 50% for the amount that he has left, one, the Ducks, for the uh, uh, long there's left, the Ducks aren't wanting to take that because they have to spend some money this summer. Yeah. And I don't think any team is taking that on even at half retained right now.
1: Yeah, probably not. And so. we do need to have somebody to play with Lucas Dostal because we can't just run him for 82 games. And I would rather yeah, Rick, have Gibson yeah. Dostal than Stellars Dostal.
0: Yeah, remember Stellars is also a UFA at the end of this year. So Stellars might be getting a return this trade deadline.
1: That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break with our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Unfortunately, you cannot join our Shattenkirk Klingberg bet on this, <laughs> but there's tons of other ones that you can do. Uh, just use promo code THPN. Um, and you can also bet on the NFL since, you know, playoffs, uh, playoff NFL is going on as well. So uh, be sure to do that. And uh, we will see you guys in just a minute here.
0: Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot in an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
1: All right, Um, right. I've successfully calmed down now after that heated discussion, and I'm sorry for raising my voice at you.
0: I'm, I'm just very passionate it. about it. I'm not fucking it. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> just very passionate about my display. My voice is of... gonna be here for the entire <laughs> show. Get ready, everybody.
1: That's <laughs> not that I like Shattenkirk or Klingberg, but if I had to pick one, I would pick Shattenkirk over Klingberg, just personally. So um Oh yes, the other the what last thing we that think? we were gonna talk about here about this game that we didn't get to, um, which might be another spirited debate. I don't know. Did Silverberg miss the empty net on accident, or was it a play for Henrique to get it? <laughs> that's that's a question you had there um, I'm on team a uh, 4D chess move where he banked it because he, he knew he didn't have the shot so he just like played it off the boards because he knew Henrik was going to be there for the essentially 100% guarantee
0: for the laughs I'm going to agree with you okay Silverberg though has also just been snake bitten on any net that is not his own this season so
1: fair that's fair
0: I'm going to go with it was a miss in my head, but out loud, I'm going to agree with you.
1: Okay. Honestly, yeah, you're right. With Silverberg's track record this season, it was kind of a win-win for him. He hits it. It's like, boom, sick. He hit an empty net. This is great. Nobody's mad. Or he misses the net, and Henrik just puts it in anyways, and he's like, yeah, I meant to do that. Sick pass, hey? <laughs> Honestly, can't really lose if you're Silverberg there, so... But yeah, it it was no, funny it, to see like the uh, the broadcasters debate it and like the the team like poke them about it. So because
0: they weren't on a power play, right? So that no, that would have technically should have been icing otherwise, because he was behind the red line.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but Henrique was like miles ahead of the uh, Arizona defender. Like it wasn't even close. No, like, he was at the hash marks girly. by the time the other guy was at the blue line. So like, it was not 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 quite that. Yeah. But, obvious, yeah, I, I guess I, but I, I, I get what you mean. I, I would have been shocked if it, it was icing. There would there would have been booze raining
0: down from all the way up up here from Canada. The whole the whole continent. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were gonna say the second bowl. I'm like, there wasn't a second bowl at Molodorita.
1: <laughs> no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Canada is the second bowl at Arena, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Fair enough. Um so yeah, that wraps up the game against the Arizona Coyotes. Um we will talk about the coyotes a little bit more later on
0: in the episode now stop winning please we want bedard
1: yeah <laughs> uh okay let's get into a little bit of news here injury update john klingberg did not play against the arizona coyotes hence the 5-2 win yeah yeah <laughs> 50 minutes of no goals against yeah is it uh, making sense we, now we, everybody yeah, we
0: can agree on that part
1: <laughs> yep hmm klingberg not looking so hot hey for uh trade bait <laughs> He happens to not, not play and the Ducks get their sixth regulation win in 48 games.
0: Against okay, the Arizona Coyotes, let's pipe her down here for a second. I hope that he plays Saturday
1: and we get torched 7-0 because John Klingberg's on the ice.
0: You know what? I would and he's like a minus because 7. It w- because it would, uh, it would actually help get them lower in the standings. <laughs>
1: exactly. And it would prove my point. And then <laughs> Shattenkirk gets a better return than Klingberg. <laughs> Boom. Uh, <laughs> I, I Also, I, I should have... Brought this up when we were having this debate too, because I have uh, I have some stats from J Fresh on uh, Twitter at JFreshHockey. Hockey, and if uh, I I don't know how you feel about him, Nate, but I know that he's quite divisive among
0: Jay Fresh? some hockey fans. Yeah, oh, I fucking love J Fresh.
1: Okay, that's good. I, honestly, I don't care enough to have an opinion on him, but he posts cool graphs, and I like cool graphs with lots of color. So <laughs> here we go.
0: I got to make this bigger on my end
1: as well. Yeah, no, I will let me zoom in and I realize it's kind of tiny. There we go. Perfect. Oh, that's too big. Let's calm her down. Okay. So, this is
0: J Fresh J Fresh already is just I have more respect. I just like looking at it, I haven't even like picked apart the graph yet. Yeah. The fact that he has the Mighty Duck logo. Oh, I know. It's perfect. Already. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Thank it's you, Jay Fresh.
1: Yeah. So, this uh um Yeah, we'll start here. This was two tweets that he made, and I'm starting with the uh, the bad side. Um, and at the top of this, you can see Cam Fowler as the Mighty Duck, and this um, dotted line, I guess, is like zero um, for war, which is wins above replacement, which yeah. is if for anyone that doesn't know what that is, um, it's similar to um, Dom, Le- Dom Lecisions. I almost said it. I almost got it the first time. His game score value added um, which, if you don't know what that is, essentially these things are just saying how much does this player contribute to wins yeah. on any given night or throughout the season. So this is per 82 games over an 82 game schedule. So Cam Fowler, he's below the zero, so he is actually detracting from wins, and it's it's supposed to not include like who you're playing with, the team around you, who you're playing against, like all that kind of stuff. Um, so I kind of disagree with that, but it's not too egregious. And I, from what I remember, this first line is like a point, like a negative point zero five um, war. So like he's really not that bad. Over an eighty-two game season, he costs you half a game. So over two seasons, Cam Fowler himself costs you a game alone. So like really, it's not bad. But when the scale is only from like plus two to I think with negative three. It's significant. So, uh, And then we got some other names in here. A lot of offensive defensemen because this is specifically looking at defense. So like Jacob Truba, John Carlson, Shabbat, Josh Morrissey, Owen Power. Like all of these guys are taking away wins on their defensive aspects. But mm-hmm. looking at offense or looking at both combined, it would probably be so positive. And if we keep scrolling, yeah, nothing really jumps out. We get a slow increase because it's sorted from positive to negative. Uh, Eric Carlson's down here at about a negative 1.25. Neil Pionk, Erica Branson, yeah, it makes sense. Victor Hedman kind of stands out at like the negative 1.5. And then we get to D'Angelo. We skyrocket a little bit here. But there's one more bar and you can probably guess who it is. Yeah, Kevin (laughs) Also, Actually, not a bad guess, honestly. But (laughs) Yeah, so, Tony D'Angelo is at like a, we'll say negative 2.2, 2, and John Klingberg is at like a negative 2.7. point. S- well, no, because he's about halfway between 2.5 and
0: 3. So. Oh, I guess I'm looking at like where the middle yeah. of the logo is. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's,
1: he's about half a game worse than just Tony D'Angelo, but essentially he's costing you almost three wins per season just based on his defensive play, not his black hole offense. It's just his defense. So when he's not in the line... We've
0: talked about that the entire year.
1: Yeah. So essentially, any team that does not have John Klingberg on their roster, which is 31 of the 32 NHL teams, gets three more wins than the Anaheim Ducks. Kind of. It's a bit of a stretch to say that, but like...
0: Big 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 brain move by uh by Pat for Beek and we are gonna come back to that as well yeah. in a little bit, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I just wanted to point that out that Klingberg defensively, not good. You you pulling up the advanced stats. I'm proud of you, bud. Yeah, thanks. That's, uh
1: I <laughs> I gotta give you a little bit of a break here. I know it's a lot of hard work to go and find those numbers and yeah, so I figured it, I figured I could do one. Just just one.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Um we got uh, Zegras being named the NHL's third star of the week on Monday with his uh, four goals, four assists, in, and eight points uh, in one, two, three, four games against Pittsburgh, Philly, Columbus, and Buffalo. Uh, all of those part of his point streak as well.
0: Six games now, baby. Woo!
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, very well-deserved by Trevor Zegras. Um, Maybe uh, a little bit of foreshadowing that he might be invited to partake in some of the All Star festivities again, potentially.
0: That'd be cool. I saw. So- oh man, where did that go? I saw uh, like they're bringing like the celebrity guests again to the All Star game. Oh yeah, um, and there were some names on there. Let me tell you, I'm. I want to see if I can find it.
1: Is there just generic Florida man? I would love for to just great. grab some random fucking person
0: and that say like crazy. Florida
1: man and like they just get to
0: do whatever. Um, Let me see if... Uh, there's one name in particular that I remember seeing.
1: Okay. And it wasn't Trevor Zegers?
0: No, it wasn't Zgris. huh Unfortunate. Where did it go? I don't remember who posted the list, and I can't seem to find it. Are you sure it
1: was real? Because I feel like it would be a good news uh, point if it was legit.
0: Okay, here's from uh, uh, from Aaron Brown, uh, who uh, works for the Hockey News. Um, she's got a couple of the names here. Uh, USA okay. Hockey's Alex Carpenter and Hillary Knight. Uh, okay. Along with Hockey Canada's uh, Emily Clark, Rebecca Johnson, and Sarah Nurse, yes, uh, will be taking part in the NHL All-Star Skills Competition. Okay, this Which is the they name last year as well. So, but this is the name that stuck out to me, and okay. I can't fucking wait. Florida Panthers, great. Should include maybe Canucks as well. New York Islanders. Roberto Luongo will participate as a celebrity goaltender in the breakaway challenge.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Bobby Lou's back. That's going to be sick. It's going to be so much be fun. So he's got,
0: much fun.
1: He's got such a good personality.
0: He does. So. The NHL yeah. misses Roberto Luongo.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, Yeah. Speaking of, uh, well, actually, no, I have no segue for this. Gary Pittman uh, had a <laughs> press conference. In Montreal this week. Uh, yes. See, see? We need one. We need one on the keyboard. I, I got to do just it. Just
0: for Gary Bettman. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, there's other purposes, but specifically for Gary. I'll have another one that is like twice as long just for Gary.
0: Fair enough. Okay, sorry. To, to cut you off really quickly, just because okay, I great. have to acknowledge this. Rory's saying uh, Jager needs to come out as a surprise. Oh, for uh, sure. No, he's, he's too busy still tearing it up in the, uh, in the Czech League. Yeah. He's too busy just still being a badass at 50.
1: Yeah, so. I honestly thought that's who you were going to say when you said uh, Florida Panthers legend, and then I was like, oh, and then you were like, Vancouver Canucks, and I was like, oh, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 well, obviously I would go with Calgary Flames legend, Ylmer <sighs> Yager. Yeah, yeah, of course.
1: Um, but yeah, Gary Be- Gary Bettman's press conference. Oh, that's a mouthful, surprisingly. Um I, I did hear about this, but I think you have a little more info on it, so I'll just throw it over to you and let you take the reins here.
0: Yeah, so Bettman uh, will go around the league uh, throughout the year. I have different press conferences kind of here and there. So he was in uh, Montreal the other day. I think it was, was it yesterday or on, on Monday. Um, like Monday. Where he was asked uh, about the idea of teams tanking, especially this year, considering, you know, one of the few guys not on the Anaheim Ducks yet uh that we keep talking about Connor Bedard uh being available for this year but also just the fact that this year's draft is insane
1: mm-hmm. in terms
0: of depth right like um I, I think it was uh i think it was our buddy Shane uh was it i I'm getting this all confused. It might have been. It it was either him on Flames Nation Radio or uh, when we were all hanging out at my place talking about how like the like the depth of this year's draft is basically you have like the second round is a round one point five, and then your third round (laughs) is your second, your uh, your fourth round is your third, and so on and so forth. Um, Yeah,
1: he might have mentioned it on the the Flames podcast, but I think he he did also kind of talk about it the okay. other night. I vaguely remember that, but
0: I, I enjoy listening to Shane. Let's put it that way. That's why I have it yeah. confused. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So with that, somebody asked Gary Bettman, just kind of about like the idea of teams tanking and that kind of thing in which uh, Gary Bettman had another uh, quote that everybody laughed at this season. Uh, the first one being the, um, you know, we did a poll of NHL fans and found that they, they enjoy, or they don't mind the digital boards. Oh yeah, fr- my my sister, my one, sister right. watched like 2 minutes of the Ducks Coyotes game with me last night and said that the boards were distracting and that she hated them.
1: Yeah. You know what they probably did? <laughs> they probably went to like they asked home <laughs> arenas Barry and they Beckham asked and people Bill in it. They asked hockey fans in attendance at the arena. It's like, what do you think of the digital board ads? And then they were like, I don't know what they're and talking they're thinking about. Sure, about. I do It's a
0: one or two, like in the board. Like, like the LED at, ones like, M- yeah. at MSG or something like that. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And they're like, um, oh, yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. Th- that's probably who they asked. <laughs> yeah. So
0: the other one, though, was in pertaining to tanking, uh, where Gary Bittman said that, quote, Nobody tanks because we have a weighted lottery. You're not going to lose games to increase your odds by a couple of percentage points. That's silly. And frankly, suggesting tanking, I believe, is inconsistent with the professionalism that our players and our coaches have. Nobody tanks. Are, are, are we even like 18.5% sure about that, Gary? 13.5%? Maybe 11.5%? If you're wondering why I'm pulling those numbers out, it's because those are the odds for the top three teams... Uh, to get the first overall pick in the lottery, if I'm yep. reading Tankathon correctly, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, <laughs> are are we sure about that, Gary?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think we're seeing a lot of it this year. Now, yeah. you know what? He does have a point in that players and coaches. Oh, aren't yeah. there to tank. That's no. where he has a point.
1: They're the ones that want to win, but there's other people that can contribute to tanking besides the players and coaches. Exactly. And I think and this is what you're going to reference here with your yeah. next point.
0: But So there was... Uh, so Matt Marchese on uh, Sportsnet today on Sportsnet 960, the fan, uh, at a good point speaking to Logan Gordon today where uh, Matt had said, quote, uh, Gary is right. Players and coaches do not tank but front offices and ownership groups look at the potential for having Connor Bedard in their lineup for the next 10 years. Owners, especially, see dollar signs. You don't think the Samuelis even are looking at Connor Bedard and going, give it to me?
1: Let, let's start the give tank now. Yeah, exactly exactly Rory says that here Chicago had a fire sale on draft day last year Columbus could have easily yep. added pieces when players went down and Sharks Ducks didn't do much to add players to contend he had a comment from earlier then if Klingberg is on the ice and is a quote bad luck charm Ducks could keep him to ensure more losses for Bedard is that not a 40 chess move by Pat Verbeek look at exactly. him saying this guy's defense sucks so let's just throw him on an already shitty defense and then we're, yeah. we're icing a good player because John Klingberg's name is known by most people that follow the league, let them follow more than just one team. I would say.
0: Um, then again, though, if you really want to tank Klingberg's value, you sit him. Right. That, that's no, but I, you're not I, tanking his not value. You're tanking
1: either. the team by icing him.
0: Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, I, I got that mixed up. Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the GMS and the ownership though, like Matt Marquesi's right there, though. The mm-hmm. GMs and ownership are, like, not saying to throw games, but make the roster as
1: unwinnable...
0: Yeah, suboptimal as possible.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Chicago is definitely the prime example this year. Anaheim was going through the rebuild thing either way. What's going mm-hmm. on, Allie, with, uh, with the quack in the chat there? Um... Yeah, Chicago's the the obvious choice. Columbus I don't think is so much of an obvious choice. It just happened, I think overall. Um They did
1: the same thing as the Ducks where the Ducks signed Klingberg so that they they were signing quote good players or names that people recognized um so that like to, so it was like not draw suspicion. The Columbus did the same thing. They signed some scrub named Johnny Goudreau to like a insanely stupid contract and now he's No, just that's there. <laughs> No, he's actually been doing pretty well this season.
0: Yeah, no, that's Columbus taking a legitimate step forward, I think. Um,
1: It it was the good Branson signing that was the Klingberg one where they gave him, what, four by four? Four years, $4 million. Yeah,
0: the number... The player's not the issue. The number is the issue, I think. Yeah, Um, yeah, so Columbus, I don't necessarily know. Arizona's going to kind of be in that mix because they're still trying to figure their shit out as well. But they have... I like to think that Arizona has a path going forward, right? Mm-hmm. Like they got some young guys that are like just starting this year or, or like in the last two years that are really going to start to push things. Yeah. And Arizona has been playing the waiver wire, right? Yeah, that's not true. not yeah. just for the sake of roster, yeah, but like actually trying to get guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's take a look at the standings here. Who else? Um it's the bottom five. I guess we talked about Columbus, we talked about Chicago, we talked about Arizona. San Jose is just. Uh, they're just bad because of San Jose. They're, they're paying for past sins in terms of contracts right now, right? Like yeah. they're looking at trying to move. Uh, Was it Timo Meyer? T- Timo Meyer has a qualifying yeah. offer of $10 million. Yeah. Like the Sharks did that to themselves, and it's going to be hard for any team to take that on. Right now, Mm -hmm. currently, yeah, Um, and same with Eric Carlson, right? They're looking to move him when he's having the best year of the last five. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's that's going to be really hard to to move right now. So, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So in terms of the the bottom five, there's there's three teams in there that were in rebuilds, but are maybe
1: they're rebuilding harder.
0: yeah, they're not trying as hard right now to do well, I guess. Yeah,
1: they're, they're not trying to still ice competitive teams in order to sell tickets because they're betting that no, even if nobody came to their games this year, they sold zero tickets, they're yeah. going to sell out for the next 20 years if they get Connor Bedard.
0: Yeah. They're playing
1: the long-term game there. So Columbus
0: is the team that... Theoretically, shouldn't be there. I don't think.
1: Theoretically, I, I, I know
0: but. I, I know I had them like pretty low in our season predictions, but I wasn't, I wasn't expecting them to be this low in the league standings. Yeah, and then Chicago is one hundred percent manufactured. You don't, yeah. you don't bring in Peter Mrazek to be your starting goaltender to win games. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and you don't sign Seth Jones to nine million dollar
0: contract. Although or, that was
1: a couple of years ago, but
0: or trade Kirby Doc to Montreal
1: and to Brinkett.
0: Oh yeah, right. Ottawa. And to Brinkett, Yeah, yeah. Like you don't yeah. trade young guys like that to mm-hmm. like those are guys that would have been the foundation of your team moving forward.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just see Allie's gonna take off here, so let's uh, pull up a couple of her comments. Uh, draft is rigged. Uh, she says Beard, but <laughs> Bedard <laughs> is going to Arizona. Beard. Bedard, Future Coyote, because Batman says so. Uh, and then she says, okay, bye. I'm studying right now. Just wanted to uh, drop a quack. Which we appreciate. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, yeah. Um, the one thing I did want to say about teams tanking, and I, I honestly think it's such an easy fix, because instead of, like, yes, it makes logical sense to just give the worst team the first overall pick or the best odds at it, but no matter no matter what there's some somebody is going to tank somebody in the organization, whether it's um, a player or whether it's a coach or whether it's a owner or a gm or an assistant gm or scouts, like somebody is going to cause the team to do worse than they should on purpose. I think the best way to fix that is you take the sixteen teams that don't make the playoffs. 17 to 32, and you give the 17th place team the best odds. Or or the first overall pick, or whatever. Because... Okay, the, you're, so there's you're two, going the flip. Yeah, so there's two reasons, I think, that. One, it prevents teams from just being in a perpetual cycle of mediocrity. Like, um, say... We'll say Minnesota because I don't want to sound biased yeah. when I say Calgary, but Calgary as well. We're, there's yeah, just Cal- teams yeah, that they I, don't. I was going to say Calgary. <laughs> yeah, it, they're teams that they sometimes make the playoffs. They sometimes just miss out, um, and really all they need is just that one piece, that top three pick, even just to put them over the edge into contender. But they, they're always right there, so they don't want to go full rebuild, so they never get low enough for a top pick. Yeah. But then there's also going to be teams that are like, okay, we're just on the cusp of being a playoff contender. Do we wait and get a first round pick like a Connor Bedard that will help us next year and then 3 years down the road will also help us, or do we sell off assets, in other words, a first our first round pick for next year to get a player now that can help us like say this year a Patrick Kane or an Eric Carlson Mm -hmm. type of player Um, and they might sell those picks to a team like the Anaheim Ducks who are bottom of the standings like they might say okay we want I'm just going to pick Troy Terry like that would never happen obviously but it's like we'll give you a first round pick for Troy Terry because all we need is a top six right winger and that because that's the only hole in our roster and that will take us hopefully to a cup. In exchange we'll give you our first round pick which could potentially be Connor Bedard. So and then that the Anaheim Ducks need it and they're not going to get it normally but they'll still get um you know decent enough picks. Mm-hmm. If without it they'll get you know the middle round players if they don't acquire a first from somebody else, which eventually will be enough to get them into that mediocre level, which will then get them a first overall pick or a top three pick to push them into contender. So to me, that makes the most sense. And then if you kind of want to accelerate your rebuild, you acquire first round picks from other teams.
0: Mm -hmm. That's
1: kind of what I think.
0: There was another idea that I saw around Twitter that I kind of like, because just for the the chaos of it, if you know me at all, Mm -hmm. um, 17 to 32... I'll have the exact same odds at the number one pick. So that it doesn't even matter. Yeah.
1: It is chaotic. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. (laughs) Uh, One of the fantasy leagues I'm in, the 32 team fantasy league, the way we do it is um, it's kind of like you're kind of broken up into tiers. So I think it's like the top five or six teams that miss the playoffs get like a certain amount of odds. And then like the next few get a certain amount. And then I think there's like three or four tiers. And then we do a consolation bracket. Um, of the 16 teams. And, oh, that's a good idea, yeah. Yeah, and then the first place, so essentially the gold, silver, and bronze teams get, like, boosted odds. So if you're, like, like again, like that 17th place team that just missed out because you were in a tough division, then you're just going to run through the consolation bracket. You'll get not great odds, but then because you won, your odds will be boosted to kind of be similar to the, the same as the top tier of picks. Um, mm. But if you just had, like, bad luck or injuries throughout the first three quarters of the season, and then come playoffs, your team got healthy, um, so you were lower in the standings, then you get um, yeah, then you get, or I forget how it works no, yeah, sorry, if you're lower on the the standings, you get better odds but if you win the consolation bracket, it adds up so if you're a bad team um, that was just like unlucky or whatever, you get good odds and then you run through the consolation bracket and then you get even better odds so like, it kind of balances out that way and doesn't promote tanking or well, like it yeah. kind of does but there's another way to get a good pick and it's to do just mediocre throughout the season so yeah and, Ooh, and it, that, it's yeah. only been one season but it worked so
0: yeah there you go
1: yeah
0: all right um, but yeah
1: you're right the chaotic energy one is also kind of good so go always go for the chaos <laughs> yeah Um yeah let's get into upcoming games I guess for the Anaheim Ducks Thursday, they will play in Colorado against the Avalanche. That game is at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And yeah, I think we played the Colorado Avalanche earlier in the season.
0: Uh, No, we haven't. This will be the first game of the year. Oh, yeah,
1: you're right. Yep. Okay. Do you have how many times we play them?
0: Uh, Three times. We'll play them uh, here on the 26th, uh, March 27th, and April 9th.
1: Oh, okay. So a couple times at the end of the season. Interesting. Yep, Colorado kind of a surprising team this year because they are... I, I think they're still out of a playoff spot. Like they're still in that wild uh, card or have they squeaked back into a, a wild card? I
0: believe they're back into it currently. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. They are... Uh, <laughs> don't worry about the wild card spot. They are third in the Central now. Oh, okay. There we go. They, they yep. figured it there out There we go. Apparently. <laughs> Nature's healing itself, <laughs> yeah. They, they no, no, just a Landis lot of Gog is injuries. healing himself, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, injuries hurt this team for a bit, and everyone was just kind of waiting for them to get healthy, and then they would tear it up again, so yeah, uh, which they, they are, are currently doing. They are seven, three, and oh, in their last 10, currently on a six game winning streak. <laughs> oh, damn,
1: yeah. Um, I will say Minnesota is right behind them, same amount of games played with uh, one. Less point. So they'll probably flip flop between just out of the wild card or in the wild card and third in the Pacific. Like it's very, very tight. Like both the Central and the Pacific are all very similar this year. Like Colorado, Edmonton, Calgary, Minnesota, and Nashville are all within five points, up for essentially two wild card spots or three if you happen to be in the Central. So. And then Seattle's only at fifty nine. So it's it's very, very close.
0: Yeah. And uh speaking of, I'm just seeing a uh a, the chat here from Rory as just got Matt Nieto. Yes, that's right. Um oh. that was earlier today. So uh Matt Nieto and uh defenseman or defensive prospect Ryan Merkley heading from the San Jose Sharks uh to the Colorado Avalanche in exchange for Jacob McDonald and prospect forward Martin Kout.
1: Okay. Not a bad deal.
0: Yeah. Uh, a, and I'm a, never going to be one trader. to,
1: yeah, I'm never going to be one to question a Joe Sakic trade either. So. Nope. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that, that seems not bad for the uh, Colorado Avalanche, honestly, a little more depth for them. And I think Martin Kaut, like he's been decent, but he just hasn't had the opportunity to play. Whereas Matt Nieto, I think will
0: get. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nieto's got eight goals, so. 15 points in 45 games this season.
1: Did, did Nieto not um, play in Colorado previously?
0: Um, I thought he'd been there before. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, because there's a picture of him right away of him in a uh, Colorado jersey. Oh, yeah. When was it? Yeah, 1617 to 1920. Yeah, four seasons he played there. Went San Jose, oh, Colorado, you- back to San Jose, and now he's back to Colorado. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: I've I've never seen that.
0: Or the DraftKings odds on uh, him going back to San Jose at some point in his career? <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, he is thirty, so I don't. know. He might finish out his career there, but hard to say.
0: Yeah, that's a good. Uh, note. Um, I'm not seeing any salary retention, at least offhand.
1: Yeah, Rory said he did briefly. If you consider four years brief, but...
0: um, I'm just double checking caps. Friendly here. Oh yeah. Yeah, I forgot that trade had happened today. Um. Okay, (laughs) Nieto's making eight hundred fifty (laughs) thousand.
1: Easy, easy trade.
0: (laughs) The the second of a two-year contract.
1: Yeah, no, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. What uh, do you think is going to happen in this game against Colorado on Thursday?
0: Uh, Colorado's extending their streak to seven games, uh, improving their home record to 13, 8, and 3. Uh, okay. and... What do you think the score is? 13 to
1: 8? 13 to 3? Oh,
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: just because you said 13, 8, and 3 is their record. Um, I don't know, 5-2 abs. Just just like no mercy, Hey, eh? I guess 3. Nah, that's not bad. You could.
0: Say it's it's the Colorado avalanche to getting healthier. <laughs> Yeah. And here, what's their what's their last five in terms of goal scoring here?
1: I'm gonna go four one Colorado. Yeah. I think a three goal spread is reasonable, right. but yeah, I think uh
0: their last not good. yeah, their last five games, obviously wins, uh six three over Detroit, four one over Calgary, four one over Vancouver, two one over Seattle, and three two over Washington.
1: Okay. Yeah, No, no, that's all right. <laughs> Rory says, 55 shots on goal. Gibson gets pulled per usual after the second. I am <laughs> screenshotting <laughs> that. I can I can guarantee that's that good. that's going to be I, a, I, the case here. Sorry, yeah. just give me a sec. I want to get our scores in there too, just so I'm not like, what is the context of this? There <laughs> we go. <laughs> I, I can absolutely see that. Um, I just want to check if Colorado was in a back-to-back situation.
0: Uh, I don't think yeah. they're playing tonight no. though. Wednesday. Yeah, they're not. They, uh, they played on Tuesday against Washington.
1: And then they don't play again until Saturday afternoon game against St. Louis. So, okay. Well, that answers that. Uh, yep. And now let's talk once again about the Arizona Coyotes. No, you're not having deja vu. This is a game <laughs> on Saturday uh, at 7.30 Pacific time, which will be at home. Right? Yes, at home yes. Um, against the Arizona Coyotes. So no more Mullet Arena, no nice broadcast doing angle but um
0: so it's like a decent one at a home center yeah it,
1: it's it's not mullet arena level but it's uh it's also not SAP center. Yeah one
0: Miller, one so. game at home before the all star break. Um yeah well then, yeah.
1: yeah I I guess it's the what do they call it the uh, spring break or whatever the shit it's the all star break. No 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 like the where every team gets, like, five days where they don't have to do anything. No practices, no games, nothing. What's it called? Why am I blanking on it? Oh, uh, the bye week. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. I was so dumb. I was like, I should know what this is. But, yeah, the bye week. <laughs> yes. They get their fu- their bye week on the first half of the All-Star break, whereas I, I think half the teams do, and then the other half gets it, like, coming out of the All-Star break.
0: Yeah. Or something. I, th- I think that's what it is this year. So
1: Yeah. So... Yeah, we'll have a whole week of no games to talk about, which. Uh,
0: and then get thrown straight into a back to back against Dallas and Chicago.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, we will have uh, Minnesota in there. Oh, no, I'm looking at Arizona's. Oh. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Who happens to be playing uh, St. Louis and Chicago on a back to back? So my brain oh, just you. like totally disregarded. <laughs> I just saw Chicago and was like, yep, yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah, straight into a back-to-back on the road. Dallas and Chicago. Yeah, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's like two weeks away. Uh, Arizona. We will be...
0: I'm going to say that the Ducks continue to hinder their chances, at best chances, for Connor Bernard against the Arizona Coyotes because they hate this team for some reason. And the Coyotes hate the Ducks just as much. Like obviously I know that there's like st- the stuff that happened last year, but like these are just yeah. not the two teams that I anticipated hating each other seemingly the way that they do. Um what did I bet for the last game? Three two Arizona? Yep.
1: Yeah. You're gonna say the same thing?
0: About I'm my- gonna flip it though for, for Anaheim, for though. It's gonna be three yeah, yeah. two Anaheim. Yeah. Nice. So I feel um... I feel I feel like uh Arizona's gonna try to milk, I think, in that game, unless he's hurt. No, I think
1: it was just battle of the backups. Honestly,
0: I don't even know how to spell his name.
1: V E J. I'm just I'm just
0: pulling up the roster. <laughs> no,
1: The Mel. I got it. V E J M E L K A. Is that right?
0: V E J M E L K A.
1: Okay, yeah, it was good. It took me two tries to get there, but I got it.
0: Um, yeah, I don't think he's injured. Arizona Coyote's injuries. Here we go, ESPN. Uh, nope, yeah, you're right. Cool, yeah. So, yeah, I think we're going to be seeing Vamilka probably in this game instead.
1: Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, just looking at these two games against Colorado and Arizona, I think I'm going to predict just what the Ducks do best, and that is playing like zero goal differential hockey. I'm going to say four-one, <laughs> but in favor of Anaheim. In case you couldn't tell the sarcasm in my voice, that was me being sarcastic. I literally not even close. What a let's uh let's check their goal differential. See it how much worse it is.
0: Minus 83. Yep. To minus 50 for Arizona.
1: Yeah. For context, the next lowest team in gold differential is Columbus at minus 62. So we have 21 more goals or 21 less goals. I don't know how to say it properly, but a minus 21 more than... yeah. And also for context, the Ducks are a minus 83. The Boston Bruins are a plus 83. (laughs) That that shouldn't even be freaking possible, not only for the Ducks being that bad at not scoring and for letting goals in, but there's no way the Boston Bruins should be scoring 83 more goals than they let in. And we're like just over halfway through the season. Yeah, forty-seven I'm, games. That's I stupid. Gonna, I was
0: gonna add to it. Uh, Linus Allmark has eleven more wins than the than the Ducks do this season.
1: Well, Linus Allmark <laughs> alone. I honestly wouldn't even be surprised if Jeremy Swayman, who has not had a good season, had as many or more regular has as many or more wins in total as the Ducks do regulation wins. Let's I bet.
0: Take a look. I
1: bet Swayman has six or more
0: wins. Six or more wins? Yeah. Jeremy Swayman has 12.
1: And the Ducks have how many like just total wins on the season? Uh, 14.
0: 14.
1: So even he's like not that far off and he has not been
0: Okay, fantastic we haven't checked decision. in on Jeremy Swayman in a while. Uh he's running a twelve three and three record with a nine sixteen save percentage.
1: Oh. <laughs> Fifteen games. So yeah, probably about the time I dropped him from a couple of my fantasy leagues, he started to pick it up. So that's fantastic.
0: Austin Bruins I I fans are thanking you right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Clearly it was all you.
1: Apparently. Yeah. So okay, these are our score predictions here. Um Rory, just in general, saying uh, February schedule looks rough for Anaheim. One in ten, and we'll split the Chicago games. So you're saying one in ten over eleven games in February for the Anaheim Ducks?
0: Oof. Damn.
1: And the one win coming against Chicago. I'm already. Because Connor Bedard. Yeah. Yep. As long okay. as it's
0: not embarrassing, that's my thing. Yeah.
1: Okay, we've got a uh, Gulls update here, which um, I think earlier. Ali had said, just as she came in, the Gulls are currently winning, but that was uh, approximately 20 minutes ago. The and, Gulls now... I did have it pulled up here. Um, it is end of the second period, 4-1 yeah. for San Diego. against there you go. Uh, The Bakersfield Condors with a uh, goal from Michael Delzato, Rocco Grimaldi, Bo Grew, and Glenn Godden.
0: Nice. Yeah. So mind you, remember that the points that I'm about to share don't have those updated stats. Yeah. Um, which is fine. But yeah, let's talk about the last week for the San Diego Gulls there. Yeah. Uh, on the 18th, they lost, it, it, it's been a week of loss. Let's put it that way. Uh, lost 5 1 to uh, the Bakersfield Condors. Um, and then on the Friday, they lost 6 0 to the San Jose Barracuda. And then on Sunday they lost four two to the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Um, as we said, uh, they're currently winning four one against the Bakersfield Condors. They will play again on Friday uh, before taking on the Ontario Rain on Saturday when they come to town. And then uh, the Abbotsford Canucks come to town next Wednesday uh, to take on your goals. Yeah. So it's uh, uh, February first. Yes. Yeah you're curious, uh, currently sitting 10th in the Pacific division as they have been the entire season, uh, with an 11, 29 and Oh record still do not have a point in extra time. Yeah. Uh, your top five points. Uh, Michael Delzato, uh, has nine points in 12 games with San Diego specifically, uh, has 19 points in 37 games overall. Um, Brayden Tracy has 19 points in 35 games. Uh, our boy, Bo Grew has 23 in 40 games. Nicholas Brilliard with 30 in 40 games and good old Rocco Grimaldi is leading with 36 points and 39 or in 39 games. Nice. Uh, your goalies. Yeah. No surprise here. Early Erickson Eck uh, 12 games played. I don't think he's actually played in any of these games. If, just t- kind so. of taking a look at the numbers here. Uh, still has these 455 goals against average and 858 save percentage. And all-star Lucas Dostal is still leading with his three shutouts on the season. 285 goals against and 917 save percentage with his 917 mm. uh, record on the season. Nice.
1: Uh, yeah, looking back at
0: last What's going week? on Marcus.
1: Hey, Marcus. Quack quack to you too. Yeah, looking back at our stats from last week, um, Ericsonek, yeah, six games played. Right now it says twelve games played. That can't be right. What? What?
0: Yeah, no, he had a. I know I, I, you can't say it's a typo from me because I grabbed the screen caps oh, shit. from the I, AHL website.
1: <laughs> never mind, I'm not. Were you way back? <laughs> yeah, I, I was not looking at the right one. That's that's on me. I was looking at uh, episode twenty-two, not thirty-two. So oh Jesus. 100%. back on me. What are you doing? Don't know, man. Um all right, here we go. Uh 11 games. So, okay, he played in one game. Uh 574 for minutes compared to 633, so Yeah, no, it looks like he played kind of a full game, I guess. Yeah was the goalie of record, which was a loss. So one of the many losses, I suppose, (laughs) uh, that happened this week. So, yeah. Um, I was also going to say, oh, I was going to say as well, just um, about uh, Michael Delzato. Because we acquired him partway through the season, and yeah, he has nine points in 12 games. Um, I just noticed here that the way you took the screen cap, it shows points per game on this one. And... um, yeah, with San Diego, Del Zotto has a 0.75 point is on a 0.75 point per game pace, um, which is the same as Nicholas Brouillard, so who's second on the team, point seven five. So, um, yeah, he's definitely improved since coming, I, I guess, back to, Anna, back the Anaheim to and San Diego franchise, yeah. yeah, system, I suppose. So, um, uh, because he was at a point four in, Charlotte, is that the Charlotte Checkers? Is that we we decided yeah. CLT was so, yeah. Um, he's doing he's doing all right um, okay up next we uh will I guess just have what's quacking right we're good I think yeah I yep. think so okay let's hit it nope
0: <laughs> <laughs> did I have back episodes for that
1: <laughs> uh, no I think it was last Wednesday I think I got it on Sunday okay, so, so I was like I can't fuck episode. this up again yeah I yeah,
0: expect yeah. live episodes I love it's it. the
1: pressure man it, it gets to you
0: that's fair. Um, as you know, it, understandably, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking quite a bit about Connor Berdard. Yep. Um, Ducks alumni are also talking about Connor Bedard. in particular, number eight himself, Mr. Timus Solani, who yesterday was in the Anaheim Ducks dressing room. I'm not sure what the event uh, was offhand that was going on.
1: It, it's timu solani he can do whatever the fuck he wants yeah fair
0: <laughs> enough um yeah sorry for questioning you timu uh but uh yeah so he was there and you know he's he, i think he found uh i think he found a spot for uh for bedard there so uh mm-hmm. this video oh that's the wrong video
1: <laughs> huh. what 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 was that video nate
0: what was oh i can still show you that video if mm-hmm. you want <laughs> There, I'll i still show you that video.
1: Just just the so, way you said it was like, oh, I can't show this video to anybody. Some so good levity. Like, mm. Uh,
0: this is um, I I forget what the what the user is on Twitter, but this is the uh the, the new
1: oh yeah,
0: duck's win uh a duck playing the, the drum there.
1: Ben quack Qu- quafflick yeah. or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah,
0: yeah, something like Ben Ben Quacklet, or. Af- Half quack. That's what it is. That, yeah,
1: there quack. we go. Ben yep. F-Quack, Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have. I have <laughs> the two something like that. Side, side in here, and I just picked the wrong one.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's okay. I'm, I'm. never mad about that. Oh. Video.
0: Um. Here, this is the one that we want here. Here we go. So this is a uh, yeah. Timu inside the uh, the Ducks locker room here. So. All
1: right, Ducks uh, locker room here. A lot of great young players. And here's nobody here. You know what? I'm gonna help. You. Let's put the next year player here. <laughs> there you go.
0: Now we are ready. Welcome. <laughs> so if you're if you're listening to a uh, team showing off, you know, there's the, the the McTavish jersey, there's the Terry jersey, there's the Zegers jersey, and then there's that empty stall. And he takes a piece of tape and a piece of paper with Connor Bedard written on it and puts it up. Uh, where the nameplate would be, so it mm. says uh, and and says welcome, welcome, welcome to SoCal.
1: Yep, he's already laying the groundwork for him to sign here. So so love good, it. I love yeah. it. I just if
0: if you're Connor Bedard, just,
1: oh. and you see that video, does that not make you wish that you went to Anaheim more than say Arizona? Because like not even just for like you know that post, but because it's Timu Solani, like. Who do the Coyotes have that is doing those type of videos that you'd be like, "Fuck, I can't she wait to go know. there because I want to meet them." Yeah, but, no, but he's not doing that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, he's oh, there; and he's part of the organization.
0: But as, like, as much as Timo is awesome, I think Connor Bedard is going. I would like to go to Anaheim so that I can play with my good buddy, my good pal from Team Canada, Mister Mason McTavish, who
1: not Dylan Gunther in Arizona, <laughs> who th- there's uh, both.
0: Bedard said that McTavish texts. Or yeah, McTavish texts Bedard every time that the Ducks lose,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "This one's for you, buddy." <laughs>
0: exactly. <so.
1: laughs> That's hilarious. I wonder. See, I bet Dylan Gunther doesn't do that every time the Coyotes lose. He was like, "Yeah, this one's for you."
0: Yeah, exactly. We got uh, Ronnie in the chat here. Quack quack, just popping in here towards the end. Pooping What's going in. on, Ronnie? Pooping or oh, in. pooping in? Sorry, I have my glasses on and I still can't fucking read.
1: Apparently not. <laughs> got to get um, you the. Uh, like the the magnifier ones from the dollar yeah. store.
0: Mind you, I do have the screen like pretty small uh, here, so just so you, you just got to like, you're you in my eye line here. You just got to embrace like, the, the old person
1: here. thing and make the text just like massive, <laughs> like <laughs> where like the size where like it's on your phone and like there's like one word per line on yeah. the phone. <laughs>
0: um. Now, okay, this seeing this earlier this week, uh, we got a two parter. Yeah, we got a two parter here. Double because what's
1: quacking? Let's do the music again.
0: Sorry. It's a double what quacking, but it's ex- with extra quack. Okay. Because it's all duck related.
1: Cool. You ordered a ten-piece McNugget meal and you got eleven. Except you got in this case, it's not chicken; it's duck.
0: I kind of want to try that now. Anyway, this is why <laughs> I believe that one: we need Trevor Zegers to come on this show at least once, and two: Trevor Zegers, you and I would we'll just be great friends. So the the Anaheim Ducks have been doing these player profiles, uh, and they put out a couple of them, uh, and the most recent one was for Mr. Trevor Zegras. Well, they asked quite a few different questions, and I read through this, and I just went, "This guy would be great friends with us." I feel like, or we'd be great friends with him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, also, nickname... we can play Catan together. Yeah, There's there no... you go. Yeah, fucking perfect. Br- fucking bring
1: Mason perfect. or John or yeah. uh, anybody. Doesn't exactly. really matter.
0: Yeah. Uh, so obviously, his nickname is Z. Uh, when Trevor has a day off, he likes to play tennis. I'm down for okay. some tennis. I'm good with that. Yeah. Uh, his favorite musical group is Motley Crue. Carter, I, like I know Crew. you're a big Motley Crue fan. Yeah. Uh, his favorite Tommy movie Lee. of all time is The Mighty Ducks. Makes sense. It could it
1: be anything else?
0: Uh, his favorite TV show is House of the Dragon, which I know you're mm-hmm. watching right now, Carter. Are you not? Uh, well it was,
1: was the season's okay. over but yes oh
0: gotcha okay yes it, and presently
1: or was presently watching it and when season 2 comes out we will be watching it
0: fair enough yeah. Uh, his celebrity crush is Kendall Jenner I okay. guess if you had to pick one of them sure uh, I thought he would
1: say Taylor Swift given recent events but <laughs>
0: uh, if you weren't a professional hockey player uh, you would probably be he said in NASA
1: I like okay. space I'm down for space. interesting space is cool
0: yeah yeah uh, his favorite current or former uh, Anaheim Ducks player is Ryan Getzlaff. Uh, this is Agreed. the one that this is this one I related to. Uh, what would you change about yourself if you could? Uh, Trevor said, I'd be six, <laughs> three. <laughs> uh, this is where oh, I also feel Trevor. What is the best thing about being a professional hockey player? He said pizza after every game. Mm-hmm. Uh, his go to karaoke song is Wildest Dreams by one Miss Taylor Swift. Uh a,
1: that's a good one to karaoke
0: to. I can't yeah. say I've ever
1: done that, but I think next time. I, I feel I'm like, like the karaoke. high
0: note in the in the chorus would be fun after you've had a few drinks in you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah. It's just like you would just like wouldn't even care. You'd just be like no. screaming
0: at that point. And exactly. Like, it wouldn't
1: even be close,
0: but I think you just have to like high pitch moan it instead. Just to get the just to get the laughs. laughs. <laughs> uh yeah. if he could eat one meal for the rest of his life, it would be Lucky Charms. But you know what? I haven't had a bowl of Lucky Charms in a while, but I could go for it. Oh, some. really?
1: Every once in a while, I, I fuck up a box
0: of Lucky Charms. Fair enough. Yeah, it's like... Thank you for including tw- the words twice in that there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. It, it's too good to do anything else but eat it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, his favorite childhood memory was getting a dog. Mm. Which I know your parents got a dog just in like the last year kind of thing. Yeah. But as somebody who, like, I remember vividly when uh, my stepdad and my mom and I went to the pet store and we saw, you know, the the display window with a bunch of beagles in it. And, mm-hmm. you know, being a seven or eight year old kid at the time, seven year old. Yeah, things happen. Uh, you know, obviously asking, oh, can, can we can we play with one? And yeah, sure. Yeah, let's bring one out. And you're in the little play area in the, in the pet store and you're playing around. And again, like a seven or eight year old kid would, uh, like, Oh, can we keep him? And that's when my stepdad looked at me and went, yeah, we already bought him. Uh, he comes with us home. He comes home with us later this week. And I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So very much remember how, uh, how we got auto named after the bus driver from the Simpsons. Nice. Uh, the most trouble that Trevor Zegers got in when he was a kid, and this one feels like a me one as well. I stole a book from the library. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's relatable. Yeah, and if uh, and if I wasn't a little rule follower, I probably also would have stolen yep. a book from
0: a library. But. Um, his favorite subject in school was science. Yeah, okay. uh, his hero growing up. I love how it doesn't like. I I love this answer because it just says who was your hero growing up? Mm -hmm. It's Spider-Man.
1: I I, I literally (laughs) knew that that was going to be the answer.
0: And this one I also feel I would probably do something similar as well. What did you buy after you signed your first pro contract? Trevor Zegers bought Chipotle. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Someday, somehow, we will get Z on this show. Yeah. And just Talk nonsense, honestly.
1: Oh, yeah. It'll be good. Honestly, see, like, we don't have Chipotle up where we are, so it wouldn't be Chipotle. But my go-to, if I signed, like, an ELC in the NHL, I would immediately go for Five Guys burgers and fries. Let me clarify. I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> the, food, the food place. <laughs> I,
0: haven't had, I haven't had Five Guys burgers in forever. Like, honestly, it might have been when I was in high school. Oh, damn. Like, it's been a long time. I got yeah. to go get some. I got to go get some. The issue is when you is like when you it's, do, it's when literally you do, on the opposite corner. Like across town.
1: It's yeah, it sucks to get to. And I mean it's like 15 minutes. So anyone in LA is like what the fuck? I can yeah. I can <laughs> walk what I would walk 15 minutes for
0: five guys. Like what? But uh, it's it's more like 20, I guess. But yeah. So yeah. yeah.
1: So um next time that you're like really feeling five guys, like legit like down to go get five guys, let me know. Sounds good. I'm I'm
0: always down to eat a burger for We five we guys. will plan a five guys burgers and fries date.
1: Yeah. I'm Maybe we'll bring it. our microphones and do a podcast while we eat them
0: too. While we eat like the half yes. full bag of fries. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> we should <laughs> one of the Wednesdays where there's like I feel like not would, a game. I feel
0: I feel like it would need to be sponsored.
1: Yeah. It oh sponsored. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll reach out for a sponsorship. And on a Wednesday where there's not an Anaheim Ducks game, we'll go and we'll do a live um, podcast at five. While games. we're while we're while we're eating, they, the podcast do doesn't while finish. We're eating. <laughs> no, that that's the best part. And obviously, because we're no, doing a podcast, actually, we okay, can't no. eat while we talk. So one of us has to be eating while the other one is talking, and the other one has to talk until like. We uh we're done chewing so we can unmute ourselves and continue the conversation. But
0: okay, I'm I'm gonna modify it. We can't eat like the burger or the fries. We have to eat the peanuts. Okay, that's what we're eating yeah. on air.
1: Yeah, I, so was I feel just like, thinking, it would be hard
0: to do a podcast while eating a massive burger.
1: That's the fun part of it. Is like you would be like mowing down a burger with like grease dripping off I'm your sure fingers, and like for, I would just, just be stop talking us, and you to I don't to think continue. our
0: listeners want to just listen up.
1: No, that's why you mute your (laughs) microphone. You weren't listening. (laughs) You mute and eat while I talk. But Mm, yeah,
0: I I, 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 I don't think you're gonna enjoy that. (laughs) No, no,
1: no. You mute your microphone. You eat burger. I talk. When uh, you are done chewing, then it's your turn to talk, and I mute and eat. It's like "Mm, (laughs) did did we ever play Brio Kart? Yes. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, it's Mario Kart, but because you don't drink and drive, you have to like let your car come to a complete stop and then you can drink, finish your, or like have some of your drink and then you put it down and then you can keep going and you have to finish your drink before the end of the race. So it's like that, but for a podcast and instead of alcohol, it's a burger. So the podcast doesn't end until we're done eating, but you can't talk and eat at the same time because that's rude. I think it's a fantastic idea. It'll be like four hours while we finish all those fries. I'm going
0: to propose some better bonus content I think <laughs> it involves Zegris, so we have to get okay. him first Okay, but it's a road hockey shootout between you and him with me and Nett. I'm down because road hockey is my court man. I would be a-okay to be embarrassed and net by Trevor Ziegris, and I would love to watch you get embarrassed by Trevor Ziegris.
1: <laughs> oh no there's no way wait are we talking shootout or are we talking just like half court style 1v1
0: either or let's do both. Just do both yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'd be down. Yeah. Next, when we're in Anaheim, we'll hit him up and we'll be like, yo, Sounds come good. out. 1v1. Sounds Let's good. Let's
0: do it. Perfect. All right. All right. I'm want, hungry. I, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I was hungry before and then we started talking about food. Now I'm even more hungry and I know I have supper waiting for you.
1: <laughs> and I think Five Guys is closed anyways, so you can't even do that. Or close to. I don't know.
0: I, I think I it might be. There, but do. Yeah. It's probably closed.
1: You shouldn't Google I, it because if it's open. It's it, clo-
0: it, it closes in seven minutes. Oh, yeah.
1: There's no way we're making it.
0: Nope. It's it's
1: okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, oh, sorry. I had one more thing from Ronnie I wanted to bring up here. Uh, he says for Zegris, promise pizza at the end of the uh, podcast, and then Zegris might come for that. That's oh, true. yeah.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Promise him pizza.
0: Pizza eating contest.
1: <sighs> there we
0: go. Either a pizza eating contest or it's like a pizza five guys eating pizza. contest. I was gonna say pizza tasting. Tasting? Yeah. Like, like where you just, get
1: from different places and
0: yeah, like we yeah. like we establish like one type of pizza that we're gonna get, like a pepperoni pizza, but mm-hmm. we get it from like five, six different places. And we just like rate them basically.
1: Mm-hmm. We I should think. do it blind, and then you can you have to say like, oh, I think this is from this place. Oh, well, that's this a good idea.
0: Yeah. Perfect. All right. Cool.
1: Good good okay. off season content. Yeah. Whether we get Zegris or not. But
0: yeah, fair enough.
1: Yeah. Perfect. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Let's get out of here. Uh, I suppose if uh, people want to message you pictures of their greasy burgers, Nate from Five Guys or from any food place anywhere, where can they do yeah. that
0: at? You know, yeah, absolutely do that. You can tweet those at me at Tate on Twitter, T A T E N H O M A S.
1: Yeah, and if you want to tell me that my take that. Kevin Shattenkirk is worth more at the deadline than John Klingberg. You can rip me a new one at Carter underscore POTS, P O T T S underscore 97. We are at Quack Report Pod on all of the socials. If you want to tune into the live chat, which will be next Wednesday, like all of our YouTube listeners here Rory, Marcus, Ronnie, Ali, a whole bunch of others, uh, at Quack Report Pod there and go, Dex, go.